Girls? Girls? Sorry. Hello, hello to our listeners, the Utopia Nomads. You are now listening to the Arcadian Archives. If you are new to our podcast, we want to welcome you warmly. You are a podcast that talks about all things books, movies, and series, and in simple words, your own little book or movie club where you can come to every week and listen to us basically nerd out. Um, <laughs> if you missed our first episode, what are you doing? Go ahead, pause this episode if you'd like to listen to that one first. Go, go. Um, <laughs> for our Utopia Nomads who are still listening... Previously, we discussed our love for the Netflix series Shadow and Bone, how we love Ben Barnes, but not the Darkling. Um, the beautiful contrast of the scenes between Six of Crows scenes and Ravka scenes, just to name a few out of that chaotic episode, honestly, it was really chaotic. My um, love. <laughs> but for this week's episode, we'll be talking about the ripple effect in fictional works and also some of the origins of these, um, I guess, stories. So what do we mean by ripple effect? Let me just... Um, let me just put that out there and explain first. Okay, so over the years, I think you girls can agree too with like more and more content being put yeah. out everywhere, mm. including yeah. online. There seems to be a certain point of which something was first introduced and a point when it started becoming like super popularized everywhere. Very, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think one of like the iconic books, you know, like we can think of like iconic books basically that are not the original, but definitely cause like a ripple throughout like fictional works whether it's in the books or in the films in series so for an example twilight <laughs> the sparking <laughs> vampires the color OG oh, glow in the sun yes <laughs> you know um and i think a lot of people though they don't really like the twilight movie a lot of them like the books right yep. they don't like the movie but i'm pretty sure it's because of the movie that it really just sparked a whole like ripple effect, like a trend. Everyone yeah. was writing about mm. about vampires. Everyone everyone wanted to include vampires in their stories, in their shows, mm -hmm. all sorts mm -hmm. of things. And so, um, maybe we can take a look at like the original Dracula story. You know, mm. so, they, they don't oh, they don't yeah. glow in the sun, guys. Okay, let's just yeah, put a disclaimer out that they don't. They did yeah, not they stop don't. cars for you. <laughs> Burn. Um. They don't even they don't even like came out during the day, right? They just sleep in a coffin. And yeah, they don't take out your crawl. shirt for you yeah. in the middle of the car park, you know. Oh my god, yeah. I can't take this off. <laughs> they don't suddenly like jump from America and suddenly to Italy, you know, to commit suicide, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and they, they don't, don't really just stop you from a car crash. They don't yeah. just exactly. oh, bell a bell. Yeah. So, I think we can agree that vampire stories, I think most people um understand that um the book Dracula. Mm -hmm. Or is it Dracula? Yeah, it's called Dracula by Bram Stoker was what really made it like the benchmark. But in reality, in 1819 actually, 80 years before the publication of um, Bram's, Bram... Okay, I'm trying to say his name. Bram Stoker. Okay. <laughs> before the publication of his book Dracula, there was this um, Anglo... Oh God, I'm really butchering this pronunciation. Anglo-Italian physician named John Polidori, okay? He published a novel called The Vampire. Mm -hmm. But if you take a look at the origins generally, I think that um, the book that really, really put it forward in fictional works or like was referenced or Reference. used as a monster, protagonist, yeah. antagonist, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, you know, basically the whole theme of any show that was centered around vampires was mainly because of Dracula by Bram Stoker. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thanks to I'm him. I'm so sorry Thank if you. I'm butchering his name. Um. But yeah, Count Dracula from his book became the benchmark of all vampires. Right. Mm. Um. There are a lot of details. Okay. That was written 
um, by Bram Stoker, like how Count Dracula is and everything. But it was basically from what I can gather on like websites and stuff, it's based on like two things. The first one is the medical complications that is the blood disorder known as um, porphyria and also Mm -hmm. um, this uh, prince that was born in Transylvania, okay? So I'm going to yeah. give details on the blood disorder. So basically, it's an like, inherited blood disorder that basically causes the body to produce lesser heme mm. or heme, okay? Heme or heme, I don't know how you pronounce it, but so basically it's like... white blood cells? Um, yeah, it's like a critical component of hemoglobin. So the protein in your red blood cells that carries the oxygen from your lungs to your body tissues... It, this blood disorder basically says, yeah, you're not going to create that. <laughs> oh, so no. it's it's uh, not, not going to create, but like lesser, you know, much lesser. That's why he and pale. Yeah, so it seems likely that this disorder is the origin of the vampire myth because it was also referred to as the vampire disease. Oh. So some of the symptoms, okay, of this blood disorder is sensitivity to sunlight um, because oh, extreme... Okay. This extreme sensitivity actually led to like facial disfigurement, you know, blackened skin and hair growth. So you know how we get like melanin, right? Yeah. We, uh, mm-hmm. You know, we all have melanin, so we become darker, but like it becomes like intensively like super fast. Like it becomes like black, you know, the skin becomes really black because they're so sensitive to um, sunlight. Mm. And then um, they also have fangs, you know, but like in reality, the reason why they have fangs is because their gums are receding from the mm-hmm. repeated attacks oh, of so this like disease. Oh, so like the came out. Can't. Yeah, so it exposes the teeth and then it looks like mm-hmm. fangs, you know? And then there's also um, the quote-unquote blood drinking. So because the urine of the persons with um, this blood disorder, porphyria, uh, porphyria is dark red. Okay, their urine is dark red. Um, a lot of folklore like basically thought or complain, or not complain, but like, they described it as them like or like just based off the reason why their blood is red is because they were drinking blood. But really some physicians were just um, back in the day recommending them to drink blood to compensate for the defect in their blood, red blood cells. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but this recommendation was mostly just for animal blood. So I think because of these patients, like they can't be looking around for like animal blood. They did it out in the dark. So people yeah. thought that they were looking for human blood. Back then mm-hmm. also and they don't have iron pills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they and, don't and they don't have like blood bags to like insert it into your arms or whatever. Yeah, they didn't know about like blood types and all mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um the aversion to garlic, you know how people say you can wear <laughs> off vampires with garlic? It's really because the sulfur content of the garlic could actually lead to an attack um, um of porphyria. Because I think it comes in like it can be triggered by like certain things. Yeah. So that's why you it, it will lead to like acute pain. So that's why they, yep. they just don't want to eat garlic. And then um yeah, reflections not seen in mirrors. You know how some people say that, you know these vampires can't see themselves in mirrors, etc, etc. Well, in the mythology, a vampire is not able to look in a mirror or cannot see its reflection. Like, you can't see it, you don't, you know, they can't even see their expression in the mirror. So, the facial disfigurement caused by porphyria became worse with time. So, because of that, there, there was also like poor oxygenation leading to destruction or facial tissues. Oh. So, um, yeah, and then their facial structure as well will collapse. So patients will understandably avoid mirrors. Oh, wow. All of these like myths of vampires, they have their own reasons for it. There's like justifications behind all of their reasons and stuff. 
I feel like it makes sense because you know people are not that knowledgeable back then. Yeah. So they believe what they saw and people are more into kind of like a myth and stuff like that. They believe in yeah. um you know they don't have there's no scientifically proven stuff like that they don't really yeah. believe in science back yeah. then it's more about practice you know like they have witch doctor to do that for them so yeah like, in what's that word for them they are more gullible more it's more believer they're not skeptical enough i think it's more of perfect like word? like they they don't know enough to believe in something they just and believe whatever they fear, see you know? yeah the fear like just like hating and misunderstanding things that they fear and don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So um similarly, I think one of the things or the details of like um I guess vampires in Bram Stoker's book mm-hmm. is um fear of the crucifix, which is like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the cross. Because um during the Spanish Inquisition, okay, six hundred quote unquote vampires were reportedly burned at the stake. Um, but some of these <gasps> accused vampires were just innocent sufferers of the disease, of the disorder. So Porphyria patients had good reason to fear the Christian faith back then and Christian symbols because, you know, they were just like, people were scared. But at the same time, I felt like it was not right to just burn them at the stake. You know, that's pretty scary. Um, And then, okay, Mm -hmm. for some details of how Bram Stoker like wrote Count Dracula, okay, it's also believed that he had loosely um, fashioned his character based off a bloodthirsty prince born in Transylvania in 1431. So Bram Stoker is oh. actually not even from Transylvania, um, but he basically based it off of this um, prince, okay? And he was born in Transylvania, Romania. And this prince's name is Vlad Dracula, aka Vlad the Impaler. Okay, so basically mm. um, Vlad Dracula he was the ruler of Wallachia, Wallachia. I don't know how I pronounce this. I'm sorry. Wallachia, Romania. Off and on from 1456 to 1462. Okay. Um, he as a prince was described as like just but like brutally cruel. Because his favorite way to say sayonara to his enemies was to like impale them on wooden stake. So hence his nickname, you know, Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> He's like, I don't um, like you. Impale. Yeah, and <laughs> according to legend, this is some stories that people talked about. Apparently, Vlad Dracula or Vlad the Impaler enjoyed dining amidst his dying victims and dipping his bread in their blood. Like, oh my god. Oh, oh, oh. That's intense. Yeah, so that we don't is, know if nope. the stories are true, okay? We don't know if these stories are true. Um, This is ba- basically what people have gathered information of people who are speculating at the time. Um, but mm. I think many people believe these stories were what inspired Stoker's imagination combined with the info about Porphyria to write about Count Dracula. So that led to Twilight, Vampire Diaries, you know, Vampire Academy, all of these like shows that became really popular because of the theme of what they were writing and stuff, you know? Yep. So yeah, and then like Transylvania in like Disney show to make it less, less yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, the best animations I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But it's so different, you know? Yes. Because the mm-hmm. Count Dracula mm-hmm. that Bram Stoker wrote was so like, ooh, um, I'm going to drink your blood and I'm going to impale your heart with a wooden, <laughs> yeah. like a, a wooden, mm-hmm. uh, wood, yeah, wooden steak, mm-hmm. you know? But then here, like Transylvania, the, the animation's like adorable and he's like, blah, it's like blah, a play. Blah. Yeah, it's like a Transylvania, it's like a place. Yeah. It's already a place where Dracula already yeah. until today, like it's known for it. It's like a significant place. Yeah. So I was like, that's interesting. There's a lot of backstory that I, wanna, I didn't know. I want to see the place. It's, it's so cool. Mm, same. So I think like other than vampires, there's also like werewolves and stuff. 
Mm. You know, that became really like popular. Whenever so, this vampire, there would be a werewolf for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Always, always yeah. against always each other. Or enemies. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, um, uh, arc enemy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. vampire, but literally, they hated each other, you know, for some reason, naturally. Mm. Even though they have nothing to do with each other, they just hate their kind. And then, like, there's even a combination, like, Klaus Michelson, the it's hybrid. More dominant. Oh. Originals, you know. Like, there's so mm. many adaptations of the original stories. Yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. uh, We didn't do, like, much research on, like, um, the werewolf side. But I think um, that involved, like, really, like, just a ripple effect. Like, literally, you see it everywhere. Like, Wattpad, all these fan fictions, um, like, mm. Webtoon stories. A lot of them have these sort of, like, theme and stuff. I think a lot of them, especially, like, when it comes mm. to fan fiction mm. about werewolves and vampires, it's very... In my opinion, I'm not saying all of them, but a certain handful yes. of them is very sexualized on these creatures, you know, especially like the werewolf with the concept of Alpha and Luna, Beta, mm. Omega. And, you know, like werewolves are supposed to have mates, right? You know, they mate for life and things like that. So they would like create stories centered around, you know, yeah. the mating uh, process. Yeah, and, I know, read alpha, you know. It. it was a bit, uh, sometimes. I yeah. mean, some of it, it's quite good it when was, it's. Mm, when it's yeah. mm-hmm, context yeah. and everything but some of it's just very and then like say, how very like, angsty and if a vampire like bites into your your neck you know you feel like euphoria yes, or something lust. like that you know there's I don't think yeah, that's how Stoker wrote Contract really but <laughs> nope like wow nope. made it so romantic <laughs> for some reason so I think for the werewolf one right it's very um it's part of their sort of tradition, you know, werewolves, they do have, you know, the concept of being mm. mated, you know, having mm. that one mate for life and the alpha and the luna, you know, but it's just that it's much more, um, how do I say, it's much more mm. a respectful mm. thing. You know, it's not something to be like in fan fiction to like yeah. sexualize or anything yeah, like that. Because it's, it's like in real life, it's as if you found your significant others and you're trying to court them. It's your yeah. mate for life, and yeah. it's very nice if there re- if there's some fiction re- because some fan fiction really written it very well, and it's super romantic yeah. and nice, which is mm-hmm. not sexualized. Mm. Yeah, and and I really love because I'm I read a webtoon about this stuff, and I love <laughs> you know the one that I just introduced you guys on the Alpha King's claim. Yeah, it was about this stuff. Yeah. And I really love that. I mean, even the vampire, everything was like, it was not sexual life, I would say. Do you think it's sexual life after? Intense yeah. lah. It's a bit intense. Yeah. <laughs> when they came together. Mm. <laughs> that that one screenshot you sent me said otherwise, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one is another one. I think she, she sent was yeah, the was other one. one. Yeah, the one that looks like Tora. Yeah. We're kind of mm. off with the engine. Yeah. No, uh, well, not really. Well, okay, essentially, like, most films or books, I think we can realize, like, they're of the same creature, but, like, in different forms, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them have extra things because of, like, the conditions of the way they live, you know? Like, how Klaus Michelson was technically sort of, like, a taboo, you know? <laughs> the way that he is because werewolf and vampires would never get together. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so each the of them gets... decided to shove it in. Yeah, she's like, oh, why three, not? Just, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sick of them. Like, I'm sick of them saying they can't be together. <laughs> you know? So um, each of them gets inspired by one another, which gives birth to like a whole new character. You know, for example, like Klaus Michelson is a really big example. So 
The idea here shows that the variety of culture, uh, creatures, be it vampires or werewolves or even witches, all of them originated from like one story and then it basically got developed and developed over time. People like try to put in theories, try to put in different like, you know, eventually they're probably going to say vampires in space. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even put it past them to do that, but it's quite possible. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, not all of these shows followed the ripple effect had a good result i mean let's be honest twilight although it was the iconic one people didn't like it um yep yeah but i think we can all agree it originated generally from one place all inspired by multiple renditions or variations of stories from long ago you know some of them are not even inspired by the original story they're inspired by the new rendition from Mm, like a closer past you know so okay when we talk about that, maybe we can talk more about like how folklore and myth and legends, you know, some of these stories are considered the original stories. So Jody, maybe you want to explain a little bit? Yeah. So now we're moving into more of the fantastical side of things, you know? Mm. So but before we continue, definitely we need to understand a little bit difference between the myth, legends mm. and folklore, okay? Um, folklore is usually stories that are passed down from generation to generation Mm. communities you know to they always have some sort of lesson behind it Mm. yeah if you guys notice about folklore you know um and things like that you know and but then when it comes to legends and myths you know legend usually contains some facts and it becomes exaggerated over time to the point where it's usually larger than life. They try to make it so fan uh, like big you know Mm. and magnificent Mm. some something like the legend of Mulan you know, like or Mulan, honestly, Disney made it animated and it made it more attractive mm-hmm. because yeah. it's for children, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if we actually read the original story of Mulan, Mulan didn't like, you know... Save the whole... No, day. she... Yeah, she didn't really... She did all of this stuff, but she was not credited as much as um yeah. she was received. Mm. She's just a warrior. She's just a soldier that went through a war yeah. and came home. That's all. That's all. Yeah, I mean, like, she did represent her mm. nation in the way that she's supposed yeah. to. You know, she yeah. did fight for her and nation. And she's a woman. All those things. Yeah, you know, the reason, like, it's animated is everything to make it also easier for the kids to understand. Mm. You know, for mm. us to understand and introduce it to us. So that, those are legends. But myths, myths aren't based on facts, okay? It's basically symbolic storytelling that was never, they never had much of a foundation, mm. you know? So a lot of it is about like demigods, the goddesses and gods and things like that. You know, that's and there's always it varies according to your cultures, mm, it varies right. according mm, to the, the countries. Country. Yeah, forget about the sparkling Edward and <laughs> Damon Salvatore's roguish good <laughs> looks. Though in my opinion, Damien resembled more of a vampire than Edward ever yes, did. Yes, agree. Okay, Damien, Damien did a very oof. good job. The Salvatore brothers. Is it Damien or Damon? Is it Damon? Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Ian. Mm. Anyways, you Ian Salvatore. Really did you just say Ian Salvatore? <laughs> <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Ian Somerhalder, right? But yes, Salvatore brothers. Let's keep it yeah, at the that. Salvatore brothers. Let's just keep it at that, okay? <laughs> so, in in the Vampire Diaries, we see them. They are much more brutal. Mm. You know, they really like kill. And then knowing that um, one of the Salvatore brothers, the way he kill, he always like to drain his victims. Like you he know, did parties. I, um, there's a word for it. Uh, they Rip. they call him that that word. Yeah, they That's call him the Ripper, definite. and basically they call him that is because the way he kills, like he Jack would the drain Ripper. his victims, cut them into pieces, but put them back together, look like mm. they are normal. Yeah, yeah. like Jack That's the Ripper, he, you know. Yeah. yeah, so like it's based off that. Mm. So there is a colossal amount of vampire myth and legends enough to make you thank the heavens, 
vampires have become the way we see them in the media today. Mm. Okay, let them sparkle. Okay, because like when honestly we listen to the actual myth and legends of vampires, you'd be thinking, wow, um, I do not want them in yeah. my life romantically. I mean, I guess it's, sorry, let me just add it in. It's kind of like better because like when I was explaining earlier, there were so many people that were innocent and were just killed on a stake or yeah. on a stake because people didn't understand it. So I guess if you ever come across a vampire, be scared. But at the same time, like if it's a vampire, you know to burn it and you know it's not <laughs> like an actual innocent person who has a blood disorder, you know? Yeah. yeah. So like in this sense, you know, we're going to be covering like a lot of different um, sort of myth and legends from other countries Ooh. and other cultures. But of course, there's a long, long Ooh. list of it. I will not cover it. <laughs> okay. But um, from ancient Chinese with the hopping corpses <gasps> and that supposedly yeah. consume people's mm-hmm. chi or in other words, it's called life mm-hmm. essence to the strigoi in Romanian mythology that transforms mm-hmm. into an animal, turns mm-hmm. invisible and gain vitality from feasting the blood of their victims. Yikes. Ultimately, what all of them have in common is their insatiable bloodlust. And in folklore, yep. that's usually, you know, when they talk about bloodlust, mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to folklore, it usually symbolizes for... A lesson learned such as power, mm-hmm. envy, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. you know? And but then they when always it ended to, in someone's death. <laughs> yes, it's always like that, you know. It always teaches you at the end of the folklore. It's like, okay, this is what happens when you develop a bloodlust for power. Mm-hmm. This is what it's gonna become of you mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, you can never win. Agree. So let's start with my personal favorite in ancient Greece. Nice, <laughs> come on. Yes. So there's Empusa, mm. there's Lamia, and there's Strigis. Mm. Okay, Empusa, mm. the beginning, she's the daughter of Hecate. Hecate. Hecate, Hecate, yeah. Daughter of Hecate. And we all know da- uh, Hecate is like the goddess of like crossroads, you know. You see mm. her, there's three of her. Mm. And she's usually like the goddess of like associated with the night and magic and things like that. So Empusa is described to be demonic, a demonic bronze-footed creature. Okay, she feasted on blood of men by transforming into a young woman and seduced men as they slept oh, wow so as they sleep she would like you know devour Sexual and everything oh, okay yeah the thing about all of these mm. myths and legends is that they all sort of like lure and kill differently but in mm. the end it's always blood you know mm. the other one's lamia she's the daughter of king belus and secret lover of zeus so at that time like the gods would come down they would have affairs with like you know women and men alike and she's the lover of Zeus. And Zeus was married. Zeus is married to Hera. And Hera found out about the infidelity and killed all of her offspring. So she swore vengeance by feasting on young children. Oh, oh. Yeah, this is for her story because, you know, because her offsprings were killed. So she wants to take revenge by killing other people's children. The last one, the Strigis, or is also known as Strix in Roman mythology, is that they prey on children and they also feast on adults. You know, they, they are described to have like a body of a crow. You know, they're kind of like a nocturnal bird that feeds on human flesh and blood. Mm. So these, you see, they can be hybrids of creatures. They can be just humans. They can be transformed. It's the same thing with Medusa. Mm. You know, the legend of Medusa, you know, she was, um, how do I say? She was encouraged by her vengeance as well because she was chased by Poseidon. She was pursued by Poseidon and she didn't want to be with Poseidon. So she went into the temple of Athena praying for help. Mm. But Athena found it to be a very arrogant move of Medusa and decided to punish her instead. Oh god, this poor woman. Yep. So she was transformed into like a creature, but in a way, sort of the goddess kind of answered her question to be protected, mm. you know. But then she was being protected by killing other people. Same thing with 
thought of like Lamia, you know, like she was caught having an affair, but then her offsprings were all killed and therefore she was filled by vengeance to get to her children. Now, now that we learn about ancient Greece, we can go into our own Malaysian yes. vampires. Local. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think this is more, much more connected to our, to us, you know, being Malaysians and whoever that's listening that's also Malaysian, please give us your input of all your stories you have heard. Okay. So in Malaysia, we have a few, but I'm just going to talk about two. One is known as Raja Brisyong, oh meaning the I'm fanged king. I've never heard about this. This is from <laughs> Gada. This is a legend from yeah. Gada. Okay. And Langkasuka is actually a kingdom, a Malay Hindu Buddhist mm. kingdom. It's one of the first few kingdoms that was founded alongside old Gada. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm. So to summarize, you know, there are many variations and versions of this folklore, but ultimately what happened was that he accidentally consumed human blood due, due to the cook, you know, accidentally cutting her finger. So the thing is, he enjoyed the dish, even though there was blood. I don't know how big is the cut, okay? <laughs> um, if it's a small nip, I doubt he would taste it lah. So, but then... I feel like it would have boiled off already. I know, then. right? Yeah, you know, but... um, But then they were like, oh, he really enjoyed the dish and he started asking for more. So I would assume that the cut was pretty big for him to taste it. <laughs> Let's just go with that. But yeah, he enjoyed the dish and his bloodlust only grew from there. Simultaneously, the bloodlust grew alongside his fangs, mm. you know, and he kept requesting for more blood and he requested that all the criminals being killed or beheaded and for him to consume the blood. Oh my you know? god. Wow. I mean, yeah, there are different, different like, versions of the bad. story. <laughs> <laughs> there are different, different versions mm-hmm. of the story, but this is one of the more popular versions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is the one coming from Kada. And apparently he fled, but this is a folklore and it teaches you the story of like, you know, he was hungry for being able to dominate. He was very selfish for his reasons. You know, so this is the story to teach you not to be power hungry or like, you know, to control yourself. Mm. Yeah, this is from Kada. The other one is uh, not exactly uh, from a, from a specific state. It's more of like, you know, it's kind of everywhere <laughs> <laughs> sort of the thing. So it's the Malaysian Penangalan. Penangalan, Pen- yeah. Penangalan. Okay. Penangalan. Pen- Penangalan, yeah. Penanggalan. Mm-hmm. I'm Malaysian, but like you see me butcher my own like <laughs> it's language. Okay. It's okay, everyone's <laughs> confused. It's fine. But yeah, so the story about this is a young woman. She's a young woman by day and a segmented mm. monster by night. Okay, wow. the Malaysian Penanggalan is described as a flying woman's head with hanging entrails. Oh, she yeah. was once yeah, a beautiful the, midwife. Yeah, the one with lungs and yeah. intestine, right? Yeah, she was once a beautiful midwife and she made a deal with the devil to have supernatural abilities. Oh God. However, she was cursed instead where she would detach from her body every night in search of blood from newborns and pregnant women. Also, the hanging entrails, you know, her intestines mm-hmm. and stuff. Whoever gets touched or is grasped by it, you'll get constant sores because it's technically dirty. You get what I mean? Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, when we hear in Asian cultures like, oh, don't go there, it's dirty. Don't touch this. It's usually a a way of saying like, oh, this place is a little bit like negative or bad. Mm. It's an in a way a nicer way of saying it without saying like this place is evil. Mm. Yeah, we just say it like, oh, this place is dirty. You know, that's not mm. kacau, meaning we yeah. let's not disturb. Yeah. Also, fun fact. Yeah. Story when I was See, also, fun fact. I read it from a book. Let's say if like if you're having like newborns or pregnant women in your house because of this. Um, this sort of uh, 
penanggalan. Like you have to yep. plan like duri. Duri is thorns. Uh. You have to plan duri around your house because you wow. know mm-hmm. she, she mm-hmm. it's intense. So you know when duri got hooked, she will get hurt and get caught in it. So she won't go near the house because she know there's a lot of thorns mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. So when I heard, I wow. was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. okay. So it probably is the reason. It might be the reason. There's a lot of roses because roses have thorns. So it occurred to me sometimes. Oh. I was like, oh, why are people planting roses? Oh, because roses have thorns. So mm-hmm. something. Those are the ways to keep yeah. her out of it, right? Yeah. It might, I'm not sure about it because when I heard it's uh, it's dewy and thorns. and yep. But I'm not sure if it's roses too because when... When th- when you think about it, roses have a lot of thorns. So it's like, oh, it might be a reason. Yeah. Mm. I was really curious, like, how do does one if to kill it, you mm. know? Because they are technically, like, you could say creatures. Because vampires are considered creatures. They're not spirits, you know? Mm. So um, I, I went and did some research. And <laughs> this guy, he had this whole list of, like, different vampires. And he was like, there's always this annotation. Okay, how to kill it? <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about uh, these like um, how do I say detached body vampires mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the thing about it is you need to find their other half ah. and burn it oh. yeah to find the other do not let them be whole again because remember like I said like she's a, a normal girl by day at night she's she turns into this creature you know because ulti- technically she she was cursed she was she asked for abilities but she was cursed instead so she has to live by this curse so the only way to sort of quote unquote kill it or get rid of it is to find the other half and like you know burn it or get rid of it somehow fun fact mm. penanggalan means like detachment yeah yeah so like so. the detached the malaysian the detached malaysian <laughs> no they just said deta- detached Okay, let's just go with I think that, guys. Penanggalan, they call it Malaysian penanggalan is because mm. it's just yeah. Malaysia. <laughs> but the ghost, but I think the many, ghost myth itself. Yeah. yeah. There are many different variations of vampires. You know, you can even go as old as just being a blood-sucking demon. You know? Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, vampires just tend to come up and of course it mm-hmm. gets like romanticized sexualized over the years as you can see in Malaysia see. No yeah it's yeah, it Malaysia, is creepy Malaysia, oh okay, very God. seriously it's creepy we don't yeah. play with that shit if there's a haunted <laughs> house no thank you ain't going there yes but no 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 <laughs> when you hear about the other myth and legends from like other cultures the other one that I'm gonna share is the from India if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken India it's called mm-hmm. the Churel okay, the Hindu demon known as the Churel okay she has a, it's a girl, it's uh. a female, and she has a very repulsive appearance, you know, and of course, a pretty tragic backstory. And the thing about this, it's not just any sort of women, they are low-caste women. As in okay? low-caste. And they die while being uh. pregnant or in uh. childbirth. And those no. women are in risk of becoming like a churel. Mm. You know, they didn't specify Damn. if it's an evil spirit, but the way they implied it with the description, it's pretty tragic. Like an evil spirit. Yeah, it is a very tragic, you know. Mm. They are described to be hideous, you know. They have very, 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 very long and thick black tongue. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say hair, but like, <laughs> it's actually tongue. As soon, okay, she was like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just froze there. In some stories, uh, in, some, in some variations, they don't have oh, a mouth. Oh. Okay, it's just oh, a tongue. damn. Okay. Ew. 
Um, they have a hanging breast, you know, unkept hair and backwards feet. And they pray, they pray on young men. Young men yeah. out there, be careful. They yeah. have a lot, you know, there's even one that, uh, that is for the, the Hindu one. Okay, that's a Hindu demon. The other one which is called the Jertovac. Jertovac. I re- mm, I guys, just disclaimer, I googled how to pronounce it. And you I, forgot it immediately. Yes, I am so sorry. <laughs> but it's spelled as M-J-E-R-T-O-V-J-E-C. Okay, pronounce it however that's correct. Please correct me, okay? So this is actually a crossover folklore between vampires and werewolves. Since mm. we were talking about werewolves just now. And this is a Belarusian creature, okay? Wow. Uh, it's an extreme intersection of the two. You know, when a werewolf or witch dies, it might rise from the grave as a particular powerful vampire. Sort of like rebirth. Uh. Because if you think about it, vampires are living corpses or the undead. Uh, well, undead is more zombies. referred to as zombies. Yeah, but like they are sort of like walking corpses, I guess mm. you can say vampires. Because even in stories, like they say vampires don't have a heart. They don't have pulse, you know. Or very low. They're cold. Mm. Yeah. Because bodies so, are cold. It's very... um. Even though this one it's more of like a European mm-hmm. vampire mm-hmm. myth and legend. Um the myth, sorry, um even though we've listened to like European myth of vampires, it's very different from Asian. You know, Asians we ours is like Yeah, detached. it's it's very okay, scary. Yeah, but we bodies. like I think yeah, that's the thing about us though. We do not romanticize all of these ghost stories. Yeah. The way that we Western don't. media made. But like There's I really actually a movie about Penanggalan. Because as you guys mentioned, it's a horror story, horror romantic story, romance on Netflix. <gasps> it's called The Inhuman oh. Kiss, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. It's um, a, Because you know, as you guys mentioned, that Penanggalan is a normal girl in the day. So I think yeah. during that time, she fell in love with the boy. And because you know, I, I haven't watched the movie yet because I I always watch it with my mom. And yeah, I saw the poster <laughs> because it's li- it's literally penanggalan. Let me search it's that li- right now. It's li- it's literally penanggalan kissing with the boy. It's called Inhuman Kiss, if I'm not mistaken. I think I've heard about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, what is this for? Oh my. Goodness. Yep. But this is... This, are you sure this is Malaysian? This is not Malaysian. It's Thai. It's, but it's, it's very Thai, similar. Right? But this is... I think this is Penanggalan, right? Wow, there's fan art. What? It's 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's... um Guys, movie mm-hmm. night, I guess? It, really? Okay. I don't but, know yeah. how Malaysians will feel about this. <laughs> You'll be I'll creeped be out, honestly. Dewey. I'm a little bit creeped out looking. I'll be oh planting God. roses, planting oh dewey Lord. everywhere around my house. Like Lord Heaven. <laughs> but to end off on my end, I have another Malaysian oh, come on. vampire. Drop, drop, drop it. Another sis. one. You know, it's really interesting to hear mm. like myth and uh myths of or legends I'm, of I'm scaring memory. myself not by even looking legends. At all I'm not even gonna categorize them as legends. I would say myths of vampires, right. Malaysian vampires, because right. growing up. I was exposed to Twilight vampires. (laughs) Okay. I was exposed to a lot of the Pontianak stories and I was like, I mean like, I knew like, all this is at the back of my head but it Mm. wasn't as like, 
what the Western media did it, you know, like Twilight mm. became a huge franchise. Yeah. But my dad was very adamant on not letting me buy any of the books or mm. movies because mm. to him, it's just like, one, too young. Second, doesn't make sense. Third, cultivating wrong stuff in your head for a young child. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. you're not supposed to fall in love with a creature like that. Um, oh. But it's a nice entertainment. I would say it's very a creative thing and it sparked a lot of young adult fiction novels and books, uh, uh, fiction Chuckled. novels and films, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes, I just mentioned the most all. repeated word in the whole novel, chuckled. <laughs> chuckled. Chuckled. <And> chuckled. <laughs> the last one that I'm going to talk about, the Malaysian vampire, is called the Palisit. Palisit? Palisit. Palisit, yeah. Palisit. Um, Palisit, or, and also a spell? polong. Yeah. So the palisade takes the vampire as parasites mm. to a whole new level, okay? The way they suck blood is like a different thing this time. And this is described to be like a cricket-like demon. Oh no. Cricket-like demon <laughs> that would... It's sort of like a virus and parasite where it goes into the body of the human, oh the host's head. Mm-hmm. And they would live in your head happily by feeding on your blood. Mm. this is not mm. like your usual traditional vampire where like fangs digging into your skin to suck the blood no this one is like a little insect that lives in your brain that mm. sucks off all the blood okay that's actually the palisade, a disorder from that I believe yeah the palisade is actually it has a partner in crime guys the polong this is not alone it goes together and it's actually a one inch tall person Pet of another familiar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's summoned by the palisade. Okay. The polong can enter through the hole the palisade made and also enjoy the beautiful meal that is your brain and your blood. That is scary. And it drives the victims and whoever that falls into the hands of these creatures mad and hysterical. (laughs) You know, this is where those people who are afraid of bugs or insects will come out like, this is the reason I don't go near them. Wasn't there a Discovery like show that showed like monsters in my head? Oh. Remember that? Have you guys watched that? Yeah, Say again. I, Where, like, I know like there's maggots. It's called monsters. Yeah, monsters mm. in my head and it's actually like insects inside their body and they have to take it out. Oh God. Yeah. That's a show? Yeah, it was on Discovery Channel I think for a while. And then, like, there, I think there was this story that I've seen. It was quite a while back. Like, this girl, like, she was having, like, constant migraines or, like, a bit of their functions are start to, like, not working, you know? Mm. Cognitive functions and everything. Then they scan and they realize something's eating, like, their... Sort of their brain nibble, nibble, nibble and they have to, like, pull it out. Some of them had to have, like, um, awake surgeries. Awake you know, surgeries? Because they need to test... Because, yeah, it's a very totally kind awake. of, like, a thing in like neurology where mm. they have to because they need to test you they test you whether you are functioning you know some of them would like oh can you play the violin while you're while we're doing surgery on you so they know that the functions of the hands the brain they're still okay yeah mm. <laughs> Nicole feels like we've mm. made whole podcast episodes on all of the different folk, like, folklore from different countries I think that'll be interesting um, yes. I'm having my if you guys right want now. that we can cover all the different type of creatures for you and goddesses yes. and gods 
Mm. I'm looking at the Wikipedia that says folklore of Malaysia and I'm like, oof. Yeah, same. <laughs> I Growing up, I would read a lot of these. So I have mm. like references that would be amazing to share with y'all. I agree. Mm. If you want us to cover more creepy stuff like that, Maybe you can expect something from Halloween, guys. It's on. Oh, it's in October. <laughs> we might because Ooh. I love horror things, guys. <laughs> yeah, you Wait, like what about things, witches? But you don't like zombie? Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Oh, but I hate zombies. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, but I re. But I really hate zombies, and I fear zombie. Didn't you say you'd rather die than be eaten? Oh by yeah. A zombie? <laughs> Like I'm being if you're serious. Trapped, okay, I'm gonna jump off the window to die from impact instead of being. <laughs> yeah, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. The rather al- like alive. got exploded into a gas explosion during that time because it's such a war, than being eaten or being chased by a group of zombie. I, I'm not going to survive in a zombie apocalypse. I know all of you who play like zombie apocalypse game will be like, oh, I'm gonna go all axe and gonna go like, oh, oh. I won't. But like, I won't. I don't think I would prefer to die in a gas station. No, I would because it's so scary. It's zombie, y'all. No, 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 no. I swear <laughs> to God. Like people already start cons- uh, like doing like conspiracy. Like you know, COVID. You sooner or later, especially my dad. Sooner or later, people are going to turn <laughs> into zombies. And he was like eyeing me all the time. I was like, Dad, you know me. Stop, Uncle Gihai. Have, you, no. have you watched Train to Busan though? I did. Mm. <laughs> I was terrified because I couldn't look into their eye. Whenever they look at the camera, I was like, mm. uh, no, we're not having <laughs> eye contact. No, it's like Medusa. Hey, it's like me and Medusa. Applaud. Those are professional choreographers. Yeah, it's like Medusa yeah. and me. I was like, uh, yeah, right. Uh, no, I'm not <laughs> thinking. Medusa, you would die looking at eyes. Yeah. You see a zombie, you I die, you should just run. <laughs> I'm going to die too because I feel like their physical ability is so high. So... That's the first time I saw like zombies running and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also got like a bit shocked, but at the same time, um people came out of the the theater like, oh my god, that's so cool. Or some people like came out terrified. I came out crying. <laughs> I came out crying. <laughs> because of Gong Yu, right? Of, like, because of Gong Yu. Yeah, you know, guys, spoiler ahead, like if you guys know what happened in Train to Busan, you know, Gong Yu, like the father dies, you know, while thinking of the daughter and everything. Mm. I came out crying because of that. <laughs> Um, everyone was See, different like, people interpret it differently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone was like, kind of like looking at me like, Girl, are why you, are you crying? Are you okay? It was an like action was, movie. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, the daughter was singing, you know, walking to the soldiers and everything like that. But I haven't watched the second one. There was a second one, right? Yeah, I the watched. Train to Busan. Yeah, some people say it's not good. It was like Fast and Furious. It was like fast and furious. And then, oh, there's a, there's a moment that scares me. Uh, you know what? Next time we're going to watch it together because I'm going to... Because it's not that scary. It's Are you not, sure it's watch like a, together? Or you're just going to be there and like me and Jodie watch it? Okay, I will watch <laughs> because there's not much zombie scene. There's just one mm. that freaks me out so bad. So bad. I probably would get nightmare Did- from there. That freaks Nicole, me out. So wait bad. till you watch the K drama called Alive. I know, I know. I'm not Ooh, watching to watch Kingdom. I need to watch Kingdom and then the movie that they made. Because they have yeah. Kingdom has two seasons. Mm. And yeah. then they have a movie with that amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanna watch like I I'm actually might even start it tonight. Who knows? Um <laughs> but yeah, I really wanna watch it because I know it was so good. So mm-hmm. okay. anyway, right. 
coming back to it, Nicole, <laughs> let's talk what about, about witches and witches. Yeah. Because Jody mentioned like Greek goddesses and gods. Now so fun fact. Actually, modern witches nowadays, they still worship or practice with Greek gods or goddesses. For example, Hecate, Persephone, mm. Hades, Aphrodite, mm. which they call them their deities. Deities? Deities? Yeah, deities. Yeah, deities. Di- so, deities, yeah, deities. Yeah, so deities. things that... Deities sounds like diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, go on. I should not be bringing you off a tangent. <laughs> oh my god, so like... So like, obviously, they do some offerings. So it's very... It's actually mm. very interesting when I came across it on TikTok. And yeah. um, it's not I like I'm... It's not like I'm going to practice it, but it's more like educating myself because it's very interesting. They offer... Persephone, for example, one of the witch offer Persephone pomegranate, pomegranate, yeah, the pomegranate, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's a fruit. Mm-hmm. And Hecate will be wine, milk, honey, tea, or eggs. Honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's one that's very interesting. It's because one of a witch actually um practice with with Aphrodite so she mentioned that how Aphrodite actually emphasized self-love that you should love yourself no matter what so because you know people tend to get very insecure about themselves so like she mentioned how Aphrodite just went like girl snap it out of it (laughs) no you are beautiful you are perfect she was saying something like that so because you know Aphrodite she is a very beautiful she is the goddess of what if I'm I forgot She's sort of she like the goddess of goddess love, of beauty yeah. slash love. Yeah, yeah. she's very not really like the romantic love, like her son, mm. but like she's more focused on like beauty and love, uh, that sort of. So thing. probably that's why yeah. she emphasizes self love a lot, according to those who practice with her. So yeah, also like on TikTok, I think just now I saw a girl. Not sure if she addressed herself as a witch, but she practices magic and charms for curses and also some good stuff. And on that TikTok itself, like she gave out examples on like 50 magical charms. For example, like scattering chili Damn. powders around the house can break That's a curse. So, what if it gets my eye? What if my dog sniffs <laughs> and dies? <laughs> Sorry, no offense, but you know. True, true, agree. And a pinch of thyme, put a pinch of thyme and place it on the bed. I think it's on the bed or scatter around. I'm not very sure about it. Could bring a good night's sleep. The thing with the herbs, I think witches like them work a lot with herbs. They like thyme, yeah, rosemary, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Also, they're very connected to the earth. Yeah, true. Like also, there's one which I don't think our Asian household would approve: <laughs> throwing Never. rice in the Never. air to make to make no. rain. My mom, I can hear her coming, and she's like, "Wait." <laughs> Imagine no. you can hear all the ajumas and the aunties, <laughs> the machis and all. Oi! What up? To brass! Don't throw it in the freaking air! <laughs> yeah, of course, there's still... Put it in my food! <laughs> yeah, of course, there's still a lot. I remember there's one, it's about like scattering sugar for channeling something. Imagine scattering sugar on the floor, yes. guys! So much else. Oh, samut! Too much the ends. amount of samut coming. I think not just Chinese, but like Malaysians in itself just hate ants. Yeah. Like hate yeah. the existence of ants. And every time we see them in the house, we're like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go away. <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, 
you know they kind of brought it upon themselves because they ate food in the room or you know ate yep. something sugary in the room it's like why are you here get out get out <laughs> I know friends who are scared of ants like they're mm. scared of ants I'm more disgusted they'll do all sorts of crazy stuff but they don't like ants like they really can't be near ants mm, true yeah <laughs> so it's like of course there's a lot but since Jody mentioned a bit about locals I'm going to mention a bit of our locals too okay so back to wizard or witches, obviously they mm. are known for people who possess magical abilities or those commanded like supernatural forces. So according mm. to this, both type la. So according to cultures all across the world, there are different kinds of wizard, with like also different addresses such as like there's sorcerer, sorceress, sorceress, warlock, mage, mage shaman, shaman, or seer. There's seer. still a lot. Mm. So in so I'm just going to name some like a few that's very that's more popular. So in Malaysia, locals call them Bomo. It's a Malay shaman and medicine practitioner who practice magic and herbal and work with herbal medicine. So from what I know, dark magic. Yeah, probably mostly dark. I'm not very sure about that. So but from what I've known, they focus more on healings. Because from what yeah, from what I know, they heal people. Most of the time, even though it's like healing or whatever, it's still like using black magic to yeah, heal. Yeah, true. Like blood. And a lot of like... Blood magic. Yeah. Mm. Bomos in general, from what I understand, I may be wrong, but please correct me. I mean, we can do a whole... Like we said earlier so many times, mm. we will do a whole episode mm-hmm. if we want to research more about it. But um, from what I know, people don't... Like most people... um of the Muslim faith, like my Muslim friends and all, mm-hmm. um, they know that Bomos usually are like div- deviant of the Muslim faith, mm-hmm. you know? Because the Muslim uh-huh. faith doesn't ask you to practice black magic at all. Because mm-hmm. okay. I think yeah. in black magic, like I think even in like Western cultures, like with black magic, you sacrifice something for that There's power. always a price to pay when it comes mm-hmm. to magic or whatever yeah. that is. Specifically black magic too, you know? Like yeah. even in the, the price Western is cultures... Like, even in the land of stories, the witches are ugly because they practice black magic. Mm. But they were originally very beautiful people. Yeah, they changed, so that, I think one of the, they changed that appearances. Yeah, mm. and their appearances was like, supposed to reflect how they are in nature, mm. like the bad nature, mm. you know? Yeah. So that's why like, some of them look like a snake. <laughs> yeah, like Voldemort. And some of them example, look... Voldemort, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you were saying, Nicole? Like, as I mentioned, if you guys really want to know more about, like, our locals, um, myth and legend, Bobo, stuff like that, you can you can DM us or comment down below so that we can talk more about it and research into it. The funny thing is that the names themselves categorize, categorize their capabilities and magical power. You know, like, the names. Mm. So, and segregated them into different kinds, even though it was just a gender pronoun. So like this, mm, yep. you know, this actually has just occurred to me. You know, in Harry Potter, they were addressed as wizard and witches while in the chilling adventures of Sabrina, they were addressed as warlock and witches. And interesting, mm. I, it was on Google that I found that the term of warlock is actually older than the term of wizard. And the term mm. is, um, warlock is an old English nature while wizard is middle English. So... Mm. 
It's also mentioned that Warlock is connoted to a darker and evil character, which they practice more dark and evil, yeah. sinister magic. More kind ancient. of like their version more, of Bomona. Yeah, yeah more ancient. And yeah. while wizards are usually like good magic practitioner, like, you know, some pagan mm-hmm. witches that actually like work with... Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> even though it's in a very similar type, but different in context. You guys know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So just... Compared to Harry Potter to um, Chilling Adventure for Sabrina, wizard and witches are those who are gifted with magical abilities that eventually form a community mm. from the muggles or no match. Those who are not gifted with the abilities, like according to the Harry Potter wizarding world. Meanwhile, from Sabrina's world, th- there are a coven of warlock and witches who practice witchcraft and magic that they receive from their deities, which is Lucifer Morningstar, Satan, in another, wo- in another mm-hmm. word, and then later became pagan witches after the coven, coven abandoned their own god then started worshipping Hecate, the goddess of witchcraft, like Jodi has mentioned, goddess of witchcraft, magic, and moon. So it's like from this deduction, it clearly segregated their practice and everyday belief so, yep. yeah. Mm. When the wizarding world learned magic as it's a common and necessary for their kinds, yet it is unlikely the case for Sabrina. Mm. Mm. So still, from myth, legend, folklore, and fairy tale, it is still very amazing to see how creative authors and creators are using characters from the old story, like myth, legend, and repackaging it into something very fresh and new. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. really amazing to see all of them being mm-hmm. creative and recreating, even if it's looks or fashions. And mm-hmm. like what you've mentioned, the TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, it TikTok became sort of like a platform for everyone to come together and they can like show and educate, like sort yeah. of also breaking the stigma. Mm. You know, how people also look at witches at a certain yeah, way, same. like, oh, you're gonna like be cursing me. But then there are people like, hey, you know, like witches, um, even though you may not believe it, but I'm still going to share it with you. Like, yeah. you can actually do this, you know, to cleanse your house. You know, I know a lot of them use sage, white yeah, sage, sage to cleanse to their cleanse house. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to like bring in good energy. And a lot of people always like to associate witches or like witchcraft with like, That's oh, bad. they're going to be like, you know, carrying mm-hmm. all these like charms and like to curse people for no reason. But guys, <laughs> they also have their reasons when it comes to hexing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When it comes Ooh, to blessing people. Yeah. Yeah. They are well, very kind and gen- and generous in blessing yeah. people. So because it's I amazing lah. It's it amazing is. to see that. Because I because I read because I saw a lot of like witches comment that they mentioned mm-hmm. that they channel their energy from the earth actually. They channel witches channel energy from themselves, which is from the earth. They practice with their deity, it's another different kind of level. Because yeah. the deities um they chose them for a reason. You don't go to them. It's like more than they choose you. You work closely with them to channel your own energy and to like kind of like practice yourself. That's what I've known from looking at TikTok. They explain it. So I was like, oh, this is very interesting actually. Mm. Mm. It's more in a good way lah, something like that. Mm. But I love how... I think... Mm-hmm. You love how what? I Sorry. love how they are not preaching it. They are more like... I'm educating. I'm educating you. If you really want to know more, you can talk to me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting to like see how, like you mentioned earlier, Jodi, like how these platforms have allowed them to, mm-hmm. I guess, have 
uh, an ability or an opportunity to explain more about it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know there was the witch trials, which was pretty unfair. It's horrible, very <laughs> It's horrible. similar to that, um, yeah. the vampire thing that happened, you know. There's a lot of like um, misunderstood I guess very painful. Um, mm-hmm. It was very yeah. painful to see. Yeah, I mean, we're not denying that there are some of those, you know, quote unquote witches who give a bad name to mm-hmm. other witches. See. I guess you can say because mm-hmm. I've seen quite a number of um, um, are like what you mentioned. You know, they are mostly mm-hmm. just for blessing and all mm-hmm. that, and they don't really mean any harm. Personally, from like my religious belief, you know, it's not always like um, like it's not something that it's very like well looked upon if that makes sense Mm. and I think it's understandable for people you know but I think it's like if you don't agree with it you don't have the reason to hate on it or to you Mm. know spread you can always click away guys yeah it's just one scroll nothing is forcing you to watch it yeah nothing is you You know know, threatening you to watch it just click away exactly it's all about your algorithm yeah, exactly. And I've spoken to you guys about it. Like, I'm a very big fan of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, yeah, a wizard. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Gandalf. <laughs> and, like, you know, there's, there's like, <laughs> beings, you know. And there's mm-hmm. things that that they do that, you know, can be questionable. People may mm-hmm. argue, like, hey, that has sort of connotations of, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, bad stuff. Quote-unquote mm-hmm. black magic-ish or for some mm-hmm. parts, you know. They don't really highlight it as much. Mm-hmm. Um but I wouldn't watch Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I've spoken to like you both about it where I don't yeah. feel very... Like we were talking about it yesterday where I yeah. don't really feel comfortable in watching that. Particularly because although I'm very interested, I'm very wary and like I pick and choose really what I watch. Not because of whether it's good or not, but really just for myself because mm, sometimes yeah. I will feel like you know I told you guys sometimes I feel very disturbed when I watch it I'm like okay let's move yeah. <laughs> let's mm. not watch it you know and that's just from my religious belief and so that's my opinion but I appreciate that we can talk about it you know yeah I agree Which is, what you're saying definitely yeah because even while watching like Nicole and I did agree that there are certain parts of in Sabrina where we also felt very like a little bit you know yeah. it's a little bit not to say overboard I wouldn't say overboard is the right word, but it's a little mm. bit like touching on like mm, really like kind of like changing of, a perspective. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, it's always shows like this. We always yeah, we can choose to watch it, and we have to remember at the back of our head, it's entertainment. Mm, okay. It's yeah. entertainment. It's made for entertainment. It's on the back of your head, and the moment it starts to get disturbing for you, just click off. Mm, yeah, don't watch it. it. Control it. You know. And just and so, yeah, unlist it. And some people have to yeah. be very mindful. Yeah. When you watch the mm-hmm. show, they practice with spirits and stuff like that, of course, because yeah. um they are the characters and them as a character, they are powerful and they are experienced. So for mm. like baby witch, they call it baby witch or something like beginner, who started to like yep. do that, you know, things will eventually get very haywire and out of control for you even though you're doing it yeah. for a blessing you might accidentally lend lend yourself into a curse without knowing so i feel like mm. don't if you really are if you really want to know about this don't just watch shows like sabrina or like even though yeah. something it's very in, but it's not yeah. knowledgeable enough for you to if you really want 100% those shows guys they are are super glamorized Mm, they are glamorized they are super glamorized they are they are very it's a variation Mm -hmm. it's an exaggeration for a lot of it so 
any shows we watch really is rather quite exaggerated. And if anything, yes. the if I'm being honest, the witches are the least of favorites because there are serial killers out there that really frighten the heck out of me. <laughs> so witches are really the least of your worries, honestly speaking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Just take it as it's entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Because I know a lot of people, they really love watching like FBI, CSI shows and they're like, yeah. it's really cool to see them. Oh, okay. Dead body picking... And then when we speak to an actual professional, I, I remember listening or like we speak to like whether it's a scientist, you know, mm. like our teachers who does biology and they actually mm. dissect stuff. They're mm. like, guys, you do know when you go to the scene, you will smell things you probably want to vomit on scene. Yeah. You will touch things like that you really don't want to touch. Really you bad. Know? Feces, blood, gore, everything, yeah. pieces of people's brains. Yeah. You know, like they don't show that on TV. They don't show the no, explicit information mm. because one Agreed. not the world can take it it's disgusting yeah. in frankly speaking but it's the truth and the reality of yeah, what is happening which is scary and yeah exactly you know we have to understand that in the media they show you what they want to show you mm. and as media students we can confirm that yes. for you i think um our episodes kind of like you know going nearby and out of like <laughs> our attention yeah. which is fine i love that we're having this conversation mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think like really because of this ripple effect and stuff, you see so many like putting aside like how production and film have this tendency to exaggerate or enhance a lot of mm-hmm. amazing job parts by the of way, guys. Yeah. Put in so much good work. Still a very mm-hmm. good job. I mean, I yeah. heard that Chilling Adventures of Sabrina it's is amazing. It's super good. It's super good. <laughs> it's actually super good. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So I believe like these are the reasons why some of us have, I mean, as much as some of it may be romanticized, some of it may not be the best adaptation. Mm. It's still entertainment that we, I guess, quote unquote, enjoy, even Mm -hmm. if it's just as white noise, not something that we really full pay attention (laughs) to. Riverdale's a little bit bad. Um, (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think Mm -hmm. like, you know, in a long, short episode-ish, you know, we can see how much like fictional work can inspire and influence other works. Mm. Essentially, you know, you know, we talk about the werewolves, we talk about like big like hounds, you know, dog hounds and all these kinds of stuff, like vampires and myth and legends. And like honestly, there are stories which combines all of these together. Mm -hmm. Mm. You know, like not just like book wise. I don't think I'm not sure about movies. Maybe like shows are not so like common. They generally kind of want to focus on like one part of like the stuff that we discussed today. So if they're only talking about witches, it's mostly witches and then occasionally there'll be like sideline of vampires. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Or like it's always vampires and werewolves together, that kind of thing. You yeah. know, it's it's never like a combination of everything, I mm-hmm. wanna say. Yeah. Maybe Percy Jackson's a little bit closer to that because there's like a bunch of like things under we'll the myth and legend. I think the originals yeah, and the legacy, even though legacy is such oh, a shit. Yes. Sorry guys, I yeah, curse. Yeah, was such a disappointment. It's, it's still a, disappointed, mm, yeah. a disappointment because it's still ongoing. Season 1 is quite good, but season 2 onward, I stopped guys. I stopped. <laughs> the story just... <laughs> mm. It's yeah. trash. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the very reason why people are inspired by different shows is the mm-hmm. reason why we have so many shows to watch now. So I think, yeah, I think we can agree. Mm-hmm. Really, a lot of fictional work now is inspired by one another mm-hmm. and they are yeah. constantly like very like there's always a variation there's always a new thing um and there's a new thing sometimes it's just a combination of all things together with like one added value you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah that kind of concludes our episode this 
week. Um, kind of confusing. I know we like went a little <laughs> bit more on like um, the um, origins of some of these stories. So mm-hmm. um, once again, if you guys want us to do a more in-depth, you know, maybe like a whole like me few part episodes where we talk about some of the origins of these, like, you know, some of the, sh- like, the ones that we briefly mentioned in this episode, mm-hmm. let us yeah. know. And we might actually release it, like, you know, Nicole said, during mm-hmm. Halloween. Because we really... Our international viewers yeah. will let you know more about our Malaysian folklore, myth yeah, and legends. We even have international viewers, mm-hmm. but hi! Malaysians? Hello, Malaysian myth and legends are quite <laughs> scary, not gonna lie. As a local, it freaks me out. Really? We don't we have a lot. Play lot. with that. Really, yeah, we yeah. don't. Yeah, we don't. We, I think we hardly ever romanticize mm-hmm. it ever. Never. I don't think ever. Never. We don't play with that. Shit, we just want to okay? get. If yeah, there's we a really haunt, don't. Like I said, if there was, you know, HHN a few years ago, and I went, there was a Stranger Things one, and then there was a Pontianak one. I did not step foot in the Pontianak one. I was like, no, I'm mm. so sorry. I kind of wanted to go, but then now that I'm here, no, 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 no. And there's like a bunch <laughs> of stories where people saw like saw thought was an actor went out and then like found that it was not an actor and I was actually something else in there so yeah we we can talk about another episode but okay that's the end of our episode okay bye bye. (laughs) 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 (la